Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, welcome into the Dublin to Denver podcast on the Mile High Report Podcast Network. Michael McQuaid, Colin Cronin, Stuart Roach. Thank you very much for joining us on what's been uh, a crazy week in the NFL. Obviously, a crazy fortnight for us with Russell Wilson, etc. Uh, boys, welcome in. Uh, who here has purchased the Russell Wilson jersey? Um, just me or who else? I, I ha- haven't gotten a jersey. I would love if they, I've seen some amazing um, kind of photoshops of Russell in vintage Broncos gear. That would be, I'm, I'm more a purchaser of the, the vintage merch. That's uh, what I like. So maybe if I can get a, a, a throwback Russell Wilson jersey, maybe that's what I'll go with. Uh, I'd be uh, wary of buying players jerseys michael because i don't have a tremendous record in any uh, sport when it comes to purchasing uh, players jerseys with names on the back um the last one was von miller who you know did give us a quite a decent run but um, is no longer <laughs> a denver Broncos. so i'll, I'll hold off because i just don't i don't want to jinx uh, russell wilson i don't want to be held personally responsible for bringing doom and gloom back to broncos country after we oh, found man. ourselves in the whole in, 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 in back in the light again so uh, but yeah, he does look good. He does look good in those photoshops and those uh, mock-ups. He, he, it looks, it look, it, it, it fits him well. So roll on September. You're talking about that curse. I mean, I'm Owen four, and that, that that's one thing I don't understand. Uh, well, we're 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 going to talk about the press conference in the wee second, but you think they would have got him padded up and done Valley and got got a few photos out because you know it's funny, but it's come out today or the day of recording that. Um, Wilson is the highest selling jersey on the Fanatics websites across the US and across the world, overtaking Tom Brady, who obviously, if you've been living under a tree for the last few days, he's back, which we're not going to talk about because it's not a Tom Brady podcast. But um, lads, I thought I was being smart. I got the the white one, the navy one, and also a navy t-shirt. And I thought this isn't this isn't too bad hit the button, paid for the item on the American NFL shop, and boom, $105 of Judy Customs fees. It, it immediately added on. Well, how telling me? I'd press the button, and the exchange rate's not great. So, um, Russell, I, I hope you're here for a very long time, man, because uh, I'm absolutely devastated. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Honestly. 
Um, anyway, 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 enough of me worrying about that sort of stuff. Hopefully, he's all grab one. You can get one now in Europe as well. Uh, it's on the website. But Colm, uh, that's obviously stemming from the Wilson introductory press conference. Um, was your favorite part the same as mine whenever Nathaniel Hackett came out and said, holy sh... Yeah. Yeah, um, obviously, I think the, the excitement uh, resonated. And I thought, in fairness to... Russell, he did um, a really nice job uh, in an introductory press conference. I also think it, there's a huge contrast between the way he has conducted himself and the way in which the Seattle Seahawks have conducted themselves this past week in terms of the comments from their owner, their GM, their head coach, and the Seahawks organization themselves, who put out a tweet saying Russell Wilson was one of, one of the, their best ever quarterbacks, which they got roundly called out for on Twitter, which was good to see. But news reaches us today that it was the Seahawks who made the first call to the Broncos on a potential Russell Wilson trade. Yep, um, the Seahawks GM sent uh, a text message to George Payton at the Senior Bowl. So they have been playing, um, you know, silly games and they have been deflecting and they have been doing this to keep their fans on site. But the thing about it is, look at the, the rest of the evidence that you've got from the Seahawks organization. You've got how they treated Bobby Wagner, one of their greatest ever defensive players, an absolute you know, shoo-in for me for the, the Hall of Fame in the, the future, and they didn't communicate to him that they were going to cut him. Uh, we saw Earl Thomas uh, when he was there and uh, how he felt uh, about them, and Richard Sherman the same. So a long history in that organization of throwing players under the bus, of lying, and of just not being honest in terms of how things have ended. So I think it has been... Um, I think Russell Wilson will be very happy with the fresh start. The press conference was, he said everything we wanted him to, to say. You never know what, there are no guarantees. George Payton said that, but the desire to win, that's all you can ask is that when you are going onto the field on a Sunday, you feel that you're going to be competitive, that you're in with a chance of winning. He talked about that a lot. He talked about staying around for a long time. I certainly was very happy after the press conference that Russell Wilson is the Broncos' long-term answer at quarterback. I loved his energy. And I know we've seen it. Do you know what, lads? I, I don't think there's another team in this league that deserves what we got this week more than us because we've been through the mill of that position. And we're not going to focus on this too much in this episode, but I love his energy. I love what he had to bring to that press conference and I know you said it a bit there Colin I love Lindsay Jones question when she just straight up asked them about the Seahawks and he, he, he look he, he caught the ball and he, and he was very honest about it and I love how I think it was Jeff Legwald asked him uh, about the preseason so he went back and watched every preseason game God help him I, and then watched every game this year so it's it's great to see how much he's bought in already I, I love how excited Mr Hackett is he, he really made my daily overnight but just Great to see this team back on on the radar again where there's, you know, the media, people are taking them seriously. And that's the way it should be with, with, with a roster outside of Wilson that should be contending as well. So very, very excited. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing Wilson hopefully uh, 
lead us to where we want to be over the next few months. Sure, it's uh, it's been it's been a, it's been an interesting week or so. We, we've obviously not just upgraded the quarterback position, but we have, um, we 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 also have got um, Randy Gregory and Jones in as well. Just your initial thoughts on that there, and also I I think we've already touched on Shelby Noah and Andre before, so we'll probably just focus on the silence. I think um, just going into it, Mick, uh, going into the offseason, I think we, you know, quarterback was obviously a huge question mark. Um, and I, I think we've, you know, the, the, the general tone of, of this, and I imagine pretty much every Broncos podcast around the world changed uh, very much <laughs> to the positive over the last week or so. Um, but before that happened, I think we would have all said the, 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 the positions that the Broncos need to address um, in free agency as it transpired then because we, we did, you know, jettison an awful lot of our high-end picks. Um, our pass rush, right tackle and uh, defensive back. So we went out and there was a lot of noise about Chandler Jones. There was some noise about Von Miller coming back. Um, Randy Gregory, I think, flew under the radar a little bit. Randy Gregory is an intriguing prospect. Um, he's a very late developer. He's 29 years of age, but I think he's probably got the, the NFL body of a 26-year-old because um, he hasn't played that much. Now, the reason I'm sure virtually everybody knows why Randy Gregory hasn't played that much is because of his issues with marijuana. Now, this is something that I think, you know, in, in the, the the most recent um, uh, the, the agreement between the NFL and the players, um, they're really doing their best to try and make taking marijuana um far less of a of 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 a of, of an issue um going into the future as it has been up to this point and Randy Gregory is in the um is, is in the program because he he failed numerous drug tests now in fairness to Gregory and I think looking into his story it's an interesting one he had huge talent coming out of Nebraska and um I think some people thought talent wise he probably should have been a top 10 pick he wasn't um, like he's got ideal length he's got that burst that you want off the edge which is you know there are very few humans in the world that have that size and the ability to do that um, so the, the red flags are the things that, that dropped Gregory and then unfortunately he's had those issues but there's not a lot of uh, uh, there's a lot of tread left on those tires from an NFL point of view and you kind of get the feeling that Gregory's only really getting started now um, we kind of got him um a little bit in a fortuitous manner in the sense that the Cowboys put in some peculiarly worded um, language in regards to being able to, to void the contract. Now, of course, the Cowboys PR spin immediately put out the fact that, you know, no, this was everything. This is common language for everybody apart from Dak Prescott. But then I think, you know, I think, I think the Cowboys made a mistake and there was something about, uh, you know, potentially he could, Gregory could have had his contract voided if if he'd been hit with, um, fine, you know, uh, fines during the game or fines resulting from playing the game. So the Cowboys made a mistake. Everybody loves seeing Cowboys make mistakes. So we got two for one. We got a really talented, uh, young in the sense of an NFL playtime player, and um, we also get to see the Cowboys crying about uh, letting one of their better players leave. So I think it's a it's a great move. I think Chandler Jones is probably a better pure pass rusher. Certainly the statistics would back that up at the moment. But Gregory is 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 quite a deal younger. Um, and also I know that the 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 deal was uh, for five years, which again for somebody who's twenty nine you might sort of ball gap. But there's only two years of it guaranteed. So this is a this is a pretty good pickup for the Broncos in an area of real need. 
Um, we've spoken on, at some length over the over the past about how Bradley Chubb really hasn't lived up to his billing as a, uh, the fifth pick overall. There's a certain element of them, um, and I don't want to age myself, but there's a certain element of the Owen Hargreaves about Bradley Chubb, I feel, in that you have a fantastic player who's going to be the answer to your problems as soon as he comes back and he never comes back and then he's making videos doing strange things, elastic bands and signing for your rivals. I, I don't know why anyone would expect Bradley Chubb to suddenly magically click next year. I, there, there's nothing in his past to suggest this is going to happen. In Bradley Chubb's past is uh, injuries and, uh, and lots of them and the inability to stay on the field. So it's been interesting as well. I think we placed a right to first refusal on Malik Reed, which generally speaking means the player is going to come back. Um, so we will have Malik Reed, we'll have Randy Gregory, and I think we've got hope that uh, Bradley Chubb gets back to some kind of form. Um, but also we have some of the younger guys who, who did a decent job last year um, that, were, that were both drafted and picked up by George. So he's a, he's a really good, intriguing prospect for me. And as I said, he addresses a position of real need, um, especially when you see the level of quarterback play that's going to be facing us in the AFC and particularly the AFC West. Like the AFC uh, in general is is ferocious in the AFC West. Like you're, all four of those teams in the AFC West, I know we'll talk about this later, but all four of those teams are playoff worthy. Um, and probably, you know, one of them is not going to get there. So, we needed to make a move like this. We needed pass rush, um, and uh, we did it. And a column, I, I, you might want to talk about the, uh, the 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 player Jones from uh, a starter for a really good 49ers team. Column, like DJ Jones literally said in his press conference, Russell Wilson uh, is a major factor in why he's joined this team. And it shows you now if this... It's incredible. You make one move, bring in the quarterback, and you've got guys like DJ Jones looking to play for the Broncos, who three or four weeks ago maybe would have laughed at the at the thought with somebody else a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, DJ Jones had other offers. He may have had more money. There, there seemed to be some conflicting reports on that. But yeah, he said himself that the reason he wanted to come to the Broncos was Russell Wilson. And this, he is a very good player. The 49ers, one of the things they do really well is they develop D-line talent. They ultimately couldn't afford to pay him. I think they would have liked to bring him back, but the situation they find themselves in means that they just simply couldn't afford him. And that's the way that the league is built. You know, it's built for parity. It's built to, that you can't um, stockpile talent. And, and so I think the, the Broncos are, are fortunate there. It's also a guy, I suppose, who has you know, played an increasing number of games since he and uh, came into the league and become increasingly important for the 49ers. So he has played nose tackle, he's played DT. It will be very interesting to see, I suppose, what, what exactly um, his role will be. What, what does it mean for, for Mike Purcell, um, who, ha- you know, has uh, over the course of his seasons with the Broncos was a was a big influence when he was in obviously a couple of years ago he didn't start then he came in he made a significant difference last year he got he got the injury and and it it hurt us when he wasn't there so depth is really important as well and so to to me bringing in Jones and and hearing him talk that you know Russell Wilson was one of the reasons he came in is really really um pleasing but 
I, that interior of your defensive line, I don't think it, it's possible to overstate how important that is. The getting pressure up the middle, it, the edge obviously a lot of the time gets the focus, but the reality is, is that how you make quarterbacks really uncomfortable is you get pressure up the middle. Um, and that goes, you know, for, for any QB you, you want to talk, uh, talk about. So to me, bringing in DJ Jones is um, an, a nice bit of business and um, will, will hopefully then when, when you have him, Draymond Jones, so Jones by two. And then if, if you have uh, Randy Gregory, who I, I really like that pickup, I think it's definitely worth the, a roll of the dice. George has outlined why. And uh, I think he has the ability. And I think now, you know, this is a, a big, big year for Bradley Chubb. He, he needs to, to show it. George Payton, in fairness, has gone out and done, done the business, you would have to say. So now it is uh, important that the, the team capitalizes on the talents uh, that are available to them. And we see the results on the field. Absolutely. And I am going to you know, sort of go on Stuart said, I, I'm, I'm tipping Bradley Chubb for, for a, a return to form this year, just for the crack, because Stuart said, you know, Stuart said otherwise, just for the crack. Uh, Stuart, AFC West is like the group of death in 1999 in the Champions League. And uh, we've got Denver, who get Russell Wilson, Randy Gregory, Jones as well, bring some guys back. Kansas City gets Justin Reed, uh, and they've still got Patrick Mahomes, even though it looks like the Honey Badger at the time of recording is bye-bye. Um, LA Chargers get Jesse Jackson and Khalil Mack. And overnight on St. Patrick's Day, the, the Las Vegas Raiders got Devante Adams, the highest ever contract for a wide receiver in the NFL, along with, you know, Chandler Jones. So uh, will all four AFC teams qualify for the playoffs or, or what's the... Uh... As I said earlier on, Michael, I think talent-wise they should, but unfortunately the way things go, it would it would take, you know, some, some AFC West teams are going to have to lose AFC West battles unless you get like, you know, a lot of a lot of ties which don't happen in the NFL so you're going to get I mean th th those games are I know there's been sort of uh, uh, memes and stuff about the, the AFC the NFL have released their uh, primetime schedule and it's week one AFC West showdown week two week three you know etc 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 but those games are going to be ferocious it's going to be I, I think it'll be particularly interesting this year when they release the schedule um, because you know, you'll 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 get some kind of idea as to when those those key battles are are you know are when they're lined up, and there's just an outrageous um, level of talent uh, available in the AFC West. And one of the things that I I, I particularly um, sort of uh, hit home this morning with the with the Devontae Adams news was. If I thought I was glad that we uh, traded for Russell Wilson a week ago, I, I cannot begin to find the words to describe uh, to describe how glad I am now, because if we were still with Drew, who I do wish all the best in Seattle, and I, I don't understand the need for Broncos fans to be thrown shade at him now that he's left, but if we were still with Drew or if we'd re-signed Teddy Bridgewater, God forbid, spent money on Mitch Trubitsky, um, the AFC West would have been just a graveyard for the Broncos. So thank thankfully we did make that move, uh, but it's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be tough for, uh, for, for, for us fans. I mean, you, you know, you kind of, you, you be, be careful what you wish for in the sense that 
we're not gonna we're, we're gonna be very tired uh podcasters uh, throughout the season because i'd imagine an awful lot of broncos fan uh games and indeed an awful lot of afc west games are going to be prime time or they're going to be those later kickoffs for us but i guess we'll just have to you know we'll have to suck it up and deal with that but yeah look just I, I I don't know if there's been a division with that much. It's very unusual to have three elite quarterbacks in one division and then one really good quarterback in Derek Carr, who's now got a phenomenal weapon, um, which can only help him improve. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think we, we, we're there. There's one or two holes left. I think, Michael, we need to fill it. Column, I know you want to talk about that, and and we do have some draft picks left, but it would be, it would be here. Uh, you know, we with this for me personally, Michael. I think we have yet to properly address right tackle, and I do think we need some secondary help as well. I think the obviously the AFC West is absolutely stacked. That's that's very very obvious, and the AFC is completely stacked when you compare it to the NFC. What I I am a, a little bit intrigued by the the Chargers, and they are a, a I like I I'm a huge Justin Herbert fan. Um, even though he's a divisional rival, I really think he is an incredibly gifted quarterback and I am I'm just I don't know Mike Williams I'm not I'm not totally sold on him uh, JC Jackson has all of the ability in the world he absolutely does but when you look at cornerbacks who have left Bill Belichick's system they don't tend to do as well they don't obviously he has been a ball hawk he's yeah, phenomenal number I think the most number of interceptions since 2019 in the league but they don't tend to do as well outside of Bill Belichick's system he could be the the one to change all that I I'm just very kind of intrigued to see if that will will be the the case um and I do I do think they're also they they still have to figure out how to stop the run and I still think that they they need a, a tight end. So to me, the the moves that the Raiders ha- have made in bringing in a superstar like, you know, um, Devonta Adams, it, do- it takes away any excuses that Carr now has. We now have to, to see Der- Derek Carr show, you know, there's a lot of people who tell you that he's top 10. Um, capable well the the excuses are gone it's up to to him to show that but yeah it absolutely the divisional matchups uh, in the 2022 season are going to be something else I think the the other thing that Stuart mentioned was about some of the the holes that we still have to fill and the right tackle is probably a piece where it's an interesting one because you've got Collins from the Cowboys right and he's obviously very talented he was available. Like the Cowboys made that known. There was all sorts of rumors about where he might go. The Patriots were strongly rumored for a while, but nobody took a chance. It sounded like the Cowboys weren't looking for a huge amount. I just wonder what that might mean. And, you know, yeah, the Cowboys make um, strange decisions. And, you know, we know that the language they use as Stuart. Uh, alluded to earlier in their contracts is is unusual so this could be another you know quirk of the the cowboys organization 
but I I think that you've got to you've got to wonder is there something more to this that we are, are unaware of for and you've also seen just you know earlier today um, you you saw Larry O who looked like he was going to go to the Bears and all of a sudden that fell apart because of a failed physical is there something more to it, to it with Collins? Yeah, one of the things, Colin, uh, sorry, Colin, was that I, I, when I went to bed last night, the news was that Collins was visiting the Bengals. And I assumed when I sort of switched on the phone this morning that that would be a done deal because in some ways you kind of go, obviously the Bengals, you know, we all watch the Super Bowl. We know the young pieces they have in place. They desperately need help. Um, and I know they've already signed um, a guard from Tampa Bay. But, you, you know, to me, I, I just assumed the minute Collins visited the Bengals that they were going to just offer, you know, they were going to back the Brinks truck up and, and give him whatever he wanted because he's by far and away the best tackle that's on the market. Um, and it didn't happen. Um, so I think that might kind of play into what now, unless Collins said, no, I want to test the waters. I want to, still want to listen to everybody. I, I just assumed that he was going to be a Cincinnati Bengal this morning when I switched on the phone. So I was really surprised that that didn't happen um, because he's probably as good a solution as they can get unless they pull off some kind of a blockbuster trade for a right tackle. But, but there has been no... Um, there's been no rumours of that. So that was surprising to me. And I think it does back up what you're saying. Maybe there is there, tackles of his ability don't get released very often unless there is a reason behind it. And maybe we haven't found out what that reason is yet. Maybe we will soon enough, you know, but I, I just, I, I'm surprised. He, he's been a mainstay of their O-line, which has been one of the best O-lines for the last number of years. So I was surprised he was he was up for trade. I was surprised he was released. And I'm equally surprised that the Bengals didn't clinch that deal last night. I'm equally surprised that it's very quiet in Kansas City, boys. Yeah, like, look at look at Vegas. Hunter Renfrew, Devontae Adams. It's come, it's come out last night. I think Schefter Rappaport said that the next plan for, for Vegas is to extend the contract of, of Derek Carr and he will get that massive extension. So it, I agree with Colin, the pressure's on him. I think he'll get the contract. And I think regardless, I mean, unless they have a shocking season, I think the Raiders will stick with Carr for at least another couple of years to try and get this going. But it's going to be intriguing to see how exactly Devontae Adams plays in, in Vegas. I We're not going to know to like October, November time for sure who are the main players in the AFC West? But I really do think, you know, if I'm Patrick Mahomes and I'm sitting there and I'm seeing them stacking the teams around me and he and they know that they're playing the Chargers, the Broncos, Raiders twice a season. Like that's, boys, that's, that's what, six out of, out of 17 games? That is, that's a lot. So it's, it's going to be a season that we really can't predict. And it's, you know, we say this every year, it is the most unpredictable season ahead i just wish it was like the first week of september now because i'm getting to the point where it's you know like ah one thing i want to say very quickly is um von miller going to the bills i wish him the very best i am delighted that he got a second ring i am devastated he was putting stuff online for days but i i would go as far boys as saying do you reckon peyton just wanted to a fresh start doesn't want any old faces in or what what's the crack there well, the, the the contract that Gregory signed, I think, was considerably cheaper than the one that Vaughn was looking for. Um, I know Vaughn signed a, a, a bumper deal, but again, there was only two years of it guaranteed. Um, I, you know, I, I've got friends who are Bills fans. If we don't win the AFC, I hope they do. And I think Paul Miller is actually a brilliant signing for Buffalo because 
they've been very close. Um, and I think somebody like Vaughn, if you can stay, if they get playoff on, because uh, the Bills are making the playoffs now, they've usurped the Patriots and, and, and that's not changing anytime soon. Um, but Vaughn can be that difference maker. Um, you know, he's the highest graded pass rushing in super, both Super Bowls he's played in. I know Donald made, made the kill shot at the end, but Vaughn took that game over just as much as Donald did in the fourth quarter. So I think that's a great pickup for, for, for the Bills, and I'd be happy for them to win it if we don't. Um, just what you were saying, Mick, about the Chiefs, just very quickly, I know Colin wants to jump in. The Chiefs don't have the money, Michael, to make these moves. Um, they performed, their front office performed miracles last year um, when they, they had those massive contract extensions signed, but also when they went out and they rebuilt their O-line, which nobody thought was possible because they had those massive contract extensions. They're not going to be able to do it again. That's why the Chiefs are quiet. It's, it's not because they've decided what we have is enough. They don't have the money. They don't have the room to do anything. And they have drafted very well recently, though, so that's that's an issue. But no, there's no there's no help coming really for the Chiefs in, in free agency. It's just not possible. And yeah, delighted for for Vaughn. And I think what what Vaughn needed was team you know team who were going to put up points and allow Vaughn to utilize his ability. We didn't do that. I mean, it's unfortunate, obviously, now with Russell at QB, hopefully that would change. But I, I get it for George Payton as well. Maybe he was just looking and saying, you know, Vaughn has been here. But I, I hope it also means that we begin to um, critically assess um, social media posts, right? Just because a player says X doesn't mean that X is definitely going to, to happen. I don't think Vaughn meant any ill intent. I mean, maybe Vaughn really did want to come back, but when you get the opportunity to go to Buffalo, you get the opportunity to earn that kind of money and to really be in with a, a shot of going all the way why why wouldn't you you take it so no kudos to to Vaughn I suppose the couple of other um bits were obviously uh, Josie Jewell has been brought back and um it's gonna it's gonna be a some something obviously of a new defensive scheme so I'm I'm intrigued to see how how that will go and who ends up playing beside Justin Simmons at the safety position uh, will be one that uh, you know to keep an eye on. Do the Broncos look to bring in somebody there? I think the other thing as well, because we we did bring in a, a couple of others, um, you know, who weren't who not big names, but if, when you if you want to, you know, um, I suppose go go deep in in the playoffs, you're going to need ev- all of the 53 guys to contribute. And I thought it was really interesting that we brought in a blocking tight end um, because I think that is something that we probably have um, lacked a little bit. So Tomlinson from the, the Ravens, we know that that's his job, right? So I imagine he's going to be very much a player who's used in certain situations. Um, but it means that, you know, that they, I think Peyton is really assessing and, and trying to plan and, and trying to game plan for different situations throughout the season. And then Com- Compton, as, as um, you know, is a guy who it seems he can kind of play across the line. And again, I think that's going to be really important because we have had a significant number of injuries over the past three years. I really hope that is something that changes, 
but you absolutely have to have depth. Um, and we saw that, you know, look at look at the the Rams obviously traded, but look at the the Rams brought Oda Beckham in because uh, Robert Woods went out. They signed a free agent safety, a guy who'd been retired for a number of years, and he was absolutely instrumental in them winning a Super Bowl. So that kind of highlights to me depth is really, really important. So these guys aren't big names, but it's important that they're able to play a role when they come in. And I think George Payton, in fairness, seems to be pretty good about looking for guys who can do that. Stuart, just to finish off this week's episode, uh, obviously bringing back a lot of guys and Collins mentioned that there now. Is there anyone that stands out to you? I think I thought Deshaun Williams was a was a nice addition. Um, he was a useful player. I think he's he's just come back in a one year deal now today. Um, I I'd, I'd be a little bit leery of his of his injury history, but I wouldn't be against Bryce Callahan coming back in because I think he's a fine player when he's fit. Then again, I spent a long time talking about Bradley Chubb now getting fit, so maybe I'm just talking nonsense. But I I I do like Callahan. I think he is a fine player and he he, he fits a. A position of need for us uh, but no I, I think for me Michael uh, I, I think you can pick up safeties and you can pick up cornerbacks in the later round I don't think you can pick up a starting right tackle um, with the picks that we have so I think that that I, look it's 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 amazing to be able to say this but I think that is the position to me that is the one that is that is glaring I don't think Compton is a starting right tackle I think he was thrust into that role because of the injuries with the Niners he did fine as a running uh, uh, in pass in in run in run blocking he was he was highly graded in pass blocking he wasn't um, so I think we still have to fill that position Calvin Anderson is, is, has been intriguing but look we're in, we're in a good we're in a good place right now you know we don't have many holes on the roster. Um, so it's kind of nitpicky to go, yeah, we need to do this, but look, we're, we're, we're there's and there's still some time left and we still have some money left. So I'd like us maybe to get one more significant player um, through free agency. Cause I think it's a good draft for safeties as well. Um, I haven't spent that much time looking at the draft. I was spending lots of time looking at the draft two weeks ago. <laughs> and now it's like, yeah, I don't have no idea. Whatever. We'll see what happens in day three or whatever. But uh, yeah, so that for me, right tackle is just the one position I think I'm, I'm still just a little bit worried about. But that's it. I'm not worried about any others, which is great. I'm not worried about the most important position. Long yeah. snapper. No, quarterback. quarterback. Long <laughs> snapper. <laughs> no one are luck by the time that we've recorded this and put this out now, we, we, we will have signed someone to address your issues there. So here, lads, uh, I'm presuming that's us. Yeah, all, all good. All good. Colin, are you happy enough? Oh, yeah, I know. I, I think in fairness, it's been a great couple of weeks for uh, Broncos country. And I think there's justifiable excitement now in, in terms of a GM who really is getting to un, unveil his roadmap. And he he has the, the franchise Q, QB now. And uh, it's going to it's going to be necessary. Uh, it will, will will anything else happen in the AFC West? I mean, are the are the Raiders going to look to to do something else? That's what I, I wonder. Um, but I would agree with, with Stuart. I think probably a right tackle is the the most glaring need. There are a couple of others, but in, um, you know, I think if you had said to to us, right, uh, 
probably three or four weeks ago that we would be sitting here, that we would have Russell Wilson. Because at that point, we all knew that Aaron Rodgers was, you know, taking the money um, as it as it turns out, because he knew Adams was uh, leaving, apparently. Um, so we knew that wasn't going to happen. So if you said we'd have Russell Wilson, we'd get Jones from the 49ers, we'd get Randy Gregory, um, and that, it, you know, George Payton appeared to be putting other pieces around. No matter what, don't forget about it. You can't control what the other teams in your division are doing. You can't control what other teams in the conference in the NFL are doing. All you can do is con- concentrate on yourself. But I am feeling so much more optimistic about the Broncos than I have done in years. You literally took words out of my mouth. I'm, I, I haven't been as excited in years, lads. But uh, look, we've plenty of time to talk about it. Who knows, by the time we talk again next week, maybe something else will happen. But I uh, just want to thank everyone for, for listening to this podcast, if you've made it this far. Hopefully you have. Uh, Mile High Report podcast network. Thanks to Mile High Report. Uh, and folks, please leave a review if you are listening. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, go Broncos. Go Broncos. Go Broncos.